take the right door on your way down. There's no telling where you'll end up. Can you make it through? To the night's end. Stop sneaking up on me like that, friend. You're really starting to know your way around here now, aren't you? What's this room? This is the surveillance room. Look, over here. This is your house. <laughs> yeah, we watch everyone down here. We know what everyone is doing at all times. Big Brother is always watching. Well, in this case, it's me. Anyway, another story for you? Fast Forward by Tommy Ellis The bass heavy thump gave me a headache. As good as nightclubs were for a spot of solo dipping, they weren't particularly nice places, hot and loud with an added bonus of expensive beer. The only upside was the skirt. God, some of the women could have distracted me to the point of another stretch. Still, I suppose it was better than the endless TV debates around Brexit. There'd been a second referendum, but the losing side just wouldn't let it go. The on-screen punch-up between opposing party leaders was fun though. I was about to call it a night when I spotted her. Or should I say, she spotted me. Aren't you cute? She leant against the wall I was sliding along, intent on making an unnoticed exit. I could have some fun with you. I'd never been called cute in my life. My eyes almost pointed in opposite directions, and my pickaxe nose looked broken, even though it wasn't. She wasn't exactly a stunner either, to be fair, but she had, apart from one hell of a chat-up line, something that just drew me in. Her nose was slightly crooked, and her eyes were too far apart, and when she smiled, she flushed a set of railings that shouldn't have fit in her mouth. I tapped a fingernail against one of my own oversized teeth as I figured out my next move. I'm gonna buy you a drink, she said, and then I'm taking you home with me. Her voice had dropped to a deep purr, and she licked my earlobe. What could I say? The strangest thing, though, was her familiarity. Had I seen her before? Isn't it typical with things like that though? You see someone in the same surroundings, like behind the bar in your local, for years. Then you see them in the supermarket, and you kind of recognise them, but you don't know where from. I let the thought slide as other, more primal urges pushed it aside. Kissing in the back of the cab made me feel like a kid again. This definitely wasn't something that made me want to fast forward. I only did that trick when something was life-crushingly boring. 
like a two-year prison sentence for burglary. Two years gone in less than half an hour, and I didn't even age. This was an experience to savour, though. It was a pity I couldn't freeze frame or rewind so I could do it all over again. No, it didn't work like that. Her house was at the end of a farm track so rutted we had to stop kissing as the taxi jounced along it. But we made up for lost time soon enough the second the front door clicked shut behind us. This way. She pulled me up a narrow flight of uncarpeted stairs and led me into a bedroom I could only describe as stark. Bare floorboards, naked bulb dangling from an ancient fabric flex in the centre of the ceiling, and a single piece of furniture. The old iron bedstead sat dead centre and wasn't what you'd call luxurious. Rust pitted and tired, it canted to starboard at an alarming angle. If we were about to get adventurous in that heap of junk, I didn't fancy its chances of survival. She pushed me down onto the musty mattress, grabbed my right arm and snapped on a set of handcuffs. I hadn't realised it was going to turn into one of those nights. Once both my hands and feet were secure, my anticipation levels redlined as she left the room. I'll be back shortly with something to relax you. Images of lingerie, however, fled when she returned a minute later. What's that for? She held a syringe up to the light and tapped it. This wasn't good. I hadn't signed up for an overdose. I could have skipped through it, but I had to know what she intended to do. I told you. She winked. It's something to relax you. The way she smiled wasn't right. It was an odd mix of jubilation and hope. I didn't know what her hopes were, and I didn't care. The jubilation, however, went beyond disturbing. Okay, you can let me go now. The cuffs bit into my flesh as I tugged on them. The smile widened. And why would I do that? The hot sweat of lust had frozen on my skin, and I started shaking. She pushed the plunger, and a squirt of clear liquid sprayed onto the floor. Why are you doing this? That was top of a long, long list. I need to know. Need to know? Know what? If you're the one. My adrenaline must have been in overdrive, because when the needle went in, I never felt a thing. If I'm what one? Ice flowed from the needle strike, filling me with numbness. The bulb's brightness softened as enforced sleep stole its light, but I held onto consciousness for as long as I could. What are you talking about? I was sure I was drooling, but I couldn't feel it, and I sounded drunk. I had maybe five seconds, ten at best. I can't tell you. Her face was fading as I lost the fight against the drugs. If I told you, you'd only lie. I unglued my left eye and closed it again. The fluorescent tubes shining from behind the shatterproof glass were right in my face. I mean, properly close. I was almost pressed up against the ceiling. I unpeeled both eyes and the harsh glare punched through the back of my head, causing a heavy throb that coincided with my heartbeat. I took a deep breath and tried to herd my thoughts. I'd been out at a nightclub lifting wallets and had met a woman. We'd gone back to her place and... And what? That's when things became a little loose. Did we have sex? A naked bulb and handcuffs played on my inner movie screen before it went blank. 
I lifted a hand to rub some of the drowse out of my face and winced as my elbow scraped on a bare concrete wall. When I turned my head to check it out, I had to close my eyes and open them again to make sure I was seeing what I thought I was seeing. I looked left, and then right, and then down at my feet. The whimper that escaped my mouth rose to a shout and soon became liquid screaming that echoed off the hard surfaces. Help! I'd been entombed in a well-lit concrete coffin. I beat on the glass as panic ripped away coherent thought, and a train rhythm clattered through my head. Buried alive, buried alive, buried alive. Hello, sweetie. The woman's voice came from an unseen speaker, positioned somewhere behind my left ear. I see you've woken up at last. Help! The inhuman howl wound down to a low moan before shutting down completely. What's going on? My voice wasn't my own. It belonged to some trembly weakling who was about to get a monumental beating in the school playground. Isn't it obvious? The only thing obvious to me was my imminent suffocation if I wasn't released within the next hour. Don't worry about dying. It was as if she knew what I was about to say next. Fresh air is being circulated throughout your new home and food and water will drop through the plexiglass tube situated behind your head. All waste materials can be deposited through the concrete pipe underneath you. Why are you doing this? Had I asked that already? Trying not to repeat myself, however, wasn't exactly high on my list of priorities. I've already told you. She said in a tone reserved for particularly thick children. I need to know if you're the one. The one? No response. What one? Silence from the speaker. What body one? The only sound apart from my ragged breathing came from the low-frequency buzz of the light fittings and the gentle huff of circulated air. I had to think. I needed to calm down, which, considering my current situation, wasn't going to be easy. I closed my eyes and concentrated on my breathing. In. Out. In. Out. Picturing a babbling brook, I brought my pulse down out of the code blue called a crash cart zone. I wasn't being sadistically murdered because of the air, the food and the water, but I had, nonetheless, been buried alive. No, death wasn't her aim. So what was? She wanted to know if I was the one. What the hell did that mean? Well, whatever it meant, she clearly intended on keeping me locked up for a very long time. Yeah? Well, guess what? I can outweigh anyone on the planet. Screw you, bitch. I don't know if she had me on CCTV or not, but I flipped her the bird just for good measure before hitting the go button. Fast forwarding wasn't as simple as closing my eyes and waking up a year in the future. No, this wasn't time travel per se. I had to focus on an imaginary dot three feet in front of me without losing awareness of my surroundings. This gave me the ability to interact with the world while skipping through it. It was a bit like watching a DVD at 10 times normal speed You get the idea of what's occurring, but you just finish the movie a damn sight quicker. The longest I'd ever skipped was five years when I was caught burgling a government minister's house. If you don't age in five years, people just assume you're one of the lucky ones who can hold on to their youth longer than most. Anything more than that and suspicion sets in. But I needed out of this concrete box and wasn't concerned what psycho bitch thought. Besides, if she let me out after 20 or so years, I'd still look good. 
and she'd be well past her prime. The expression on her face would be priceless. The light, spearing between the lid and the box, pulled me back to natural time. Was I finally being let out? I don't know how long I'd been winding for, but it was the longest I'd ever done. If I can do about a month a minute, then five years equates to just short of an hour. How long had I been winding for, though? An hour? A day? It was hard to tell without daylight, clocks or calendars. It felt like three days or so. Three full days at a month a minute was... My mind locked up at the possibility. Hello, sweetie. Her voice hadn't changed. It couldn't be her, though. If I'd been under as long as I thought I had, she should have been in her grave a long time back. The whir of an electric motor was drowned by a deep boom, and I flinched. It was too loud for fireworks, and my suspicions were confirmed by the accompanying rat-tat of machine gun fire. Jesus! The ricochet zings were way too close. I was God knows how far into the future with what sounded like a war raging outside. Relax, darling. There was no crack of old age in the voice. And as the concrete tomb opened wide enough for me to clock where I was, I saw her. She stood next to an electric engine hoist and was clad in 1960s spy movie leather jumpsuit. It's only the Remainer army attempting to get a bead on the Brexiteers. We're perfectly safe down here. My brain did a quick catch up. The second EU referendum and the complete meltdown of British politics. Had it degenerated into a war? I sat up and took in my surroundings. The light came from an array of blue-white LED lamps, set at intervals in the grey institutional-looking ceiling. There was an old-school corner shop smell to the place, washing powder and biscuits with an undercurrent of mildew, and metal racks were stacked with tin food and bottled water. It reminded me of a Cold War fallout shelter. So you are the one. She took my hand and helped me from the tomb. I stared into her face. There wasn't a single sign of aging. No wrinkles, no grey hairs, no roomy eyes, just a familiarity that I couldn't get a fix on. Who are you? How long have I been buried? What's going? A second explosion flickered the lights and dust filtered down through the on-off disco effect. Who am I? She tapped a finger against the tooth before answering. Do I seem familiar to you? Familiar? That had bugged me from the minute I saw her. You're me. She tapped her tooth once again. My brain refused to cooperate at first. The similarities, however, were too much to ignore. That damn habit she had. That was the same habit I had. And the smile, the nose, even the wide-set bloody eyes. Of course she was familiar. What? We're like twins or something? My neural circuits finally reconnected with an almost physical jolt. I had an evil twin I'd wanted to have sex with? How twisted was that? Or something. She shrugged. Or something? What the bloody hell are you talking about? As weird as the whole situation was, a bell rang out. And not in the back of my mind, but right at the front of it. It rang out a message beyond weird. It was sci-fi weird. Are we clones? It was too way out to be true, but it felt true. I don't know how I knew. I guess I just did. Bravo, darling. She was slow hand clapping. 
we don't just share the same DNA. We are the same DNA. Except you're a boy and I'm a girl. A minor hiccup. She tapped her tooth again and stared at the ceiling. That meant there was more. Did I really want to know though? We're a government experiment that was too successful. What? Accepting the Jules Verne stuff was hard enough, but a government conspiracy was right over the edge. Too successful how? Imagine if the secret got out and some crackpot had a vial of Hitler's blood. Or say, Jack the Ripper's sweat. Okay, I said in as measured a tone as I could muster. Besides, she said, the side effect is too dangerous. So you can skip through time. What was I thinking? Of course she could. She should have been dead. That only left. You want to know how far we've jumped? I nodded, unable to find the necessary words. Let's put it this way. After the first decade of Brexit deadlock, they decided to rerun the referendum every 10 years. I voted in the first 15, and then the civil war broke out. How long's the war been going on? I felt sick. It'll be 50 years next May. I was sick. My guts pushed involuntarily. An overly sweet saliva flooded my mouth, followed by my stomach contents. I heaved and splattered the rough concrete. The revelation of who she was and how long I'd been out of circulation was bad enough. Why did you have to bloody bury me though? I needed to know if you were who I thought you were. I'd been following you for a couple of months and I was almost sure, but I needed proof. If you weren't completely insane after a year or two, then it was probably you. If you hadn't aged after a decade, it was definitely you. But... She'd stolen my entire way of life. But... Everybody I knew was dead. But... She'd landed me in the middle of a war zone. Why 200 sodden years? I just wanted to see the look on your face. She grinned. It was priceless. You've been listening to the Night's End Podcast, which is a production of Dissonance Media. Fast Forward was written by Tommy Ellis. If you enjoyed this story, Tommy also has two books available from Amazon. The Midas Cat, The Devil Wears Tabby, and The Midas Cat, The Harrington Collection. Head on over and get yourself a copy. If you're enjoying listening to the Night's End Podcast, please give us a rating or leave us a review because it helps us reach more people. For more episodes, head on over to our Patreon, where we have extra episodes only available for patrons. The link is in the description. And as always, stay horrific everyone.